You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Elise and Greg Jaffe. Welcome, guys. Hi. So happy to see you. I love that the dog now. <laughs> the dog. That's great. The dog is totally posed. Um, I'm so happy to have you. I'm just, um, for some reason, your bio just disappeared. So I'm just bringing it up again. If you guys want to just introduce yourselves while I get this ready. I'm Elise. I'm Greg. <laughs> and that's Winnie. Yeah. Um, we are the owners of Big Teeth Productions, a production studio in Chicago. And we're also married. Hence the reason we're on the show with you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I have your bios ready. So you can stop the soft promotion, although we'll get back to it. <laughs> okay. So everybody, this is Elise and Greg Jaffe. Elise Jaffe is the spokes teeth and executive producer of Big Teeth Productions. Aside from managing much of the business, she is also the lead producer and one of the company's directors, focusing on documentary style and animated projects. Her advertising TV and new media production experience includes agency producing JWT, Gray New York, Draft FCB, Match MG, and Edelman and Post Design Producing, VSA Partners, Vitamin Pictures, and Foundation Content. She was also created, produced, and directed the kids' web series Fooditude, which taught tweens about life through food. Greg Jaffe co-founded Big Teeth Productions, a Chicago-based creative production studio, in 2005, and his business life partner, Elise. He acts as creative director, overseeing all the work that goes out the door. On any given day, he is a writer, editor, director, and petter of dogs. In addition to client work, Greg has written and directed several short films that play at festivals around the world and occasionally even wins awards. So... You want to start there? But tell us about these awards that we've oh, won. Well, that, <laughs> that's probably a little tongue in cheek. We actually also part of what we do at Big Teeth is one of our sort of Big Teeth side hustles. We we host a, a short film festival as well. And so um, that's probably a longer story than you have time for. But uh, part of what it is, is it's all short films that are five minutes or less. And that came from something that we used to do internally. Um, it was a yearly event that we had a lot of fun producing where we made our own short films. So we'd make these one minute long films and just had fun doing it. And I, you know, kind of started to just send them out to festivals to see kind of what happened. Um, the festival world is really, you know, large and diverse in the sense that there are Sundance and then there's a lot of small ones, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, the, the, I'm playing my fa- my films at places that are much smaller and it's more just for fun. So um, the awards thing in the bio is probably a little bit more tongue in cheek than. But you have won awards. I have won awards. You do have laurels. They're just from festivals. People may know not have ever. I do. Them. It's more. It's more um, for the for the love of being able to just make the films and, and have fun and being creative without clients sort of telling us what to do than trying to really win awards. But. Uh, yes. Well, I can vouch for your company. You guys do amazing work, and I've actually worked with you guys, and I see how professional you are, and just how streamlined everything is. So. Um, I would love for the audience to hear. Obviously, we're going to get into your relationship because this is Love Talk Live. However, I love to help people to promote their businesses. So we're going to do both. We're going to talk about what it's like to work together and be in love in this loving marriage that you're in. 
I, I was really cheesy on purpose there. Um, so we're going to talk about that and to make you guys uncomfortable. And we're also going to talk about your business. And I know you have a documentary that you are working on as well. So you can start anywhere. Do you want to talk about your business, how you started your business, how you met, anything? Yeah. I mean, well, how we met is very easy. We were fixed up on a blind date. So that is that is the, the exciting story. Mm -hmm. um, we actually, it's funny because our first date, <laughs> people are going to take this the way they want to take it, but our first date was at his apartment, but nothing happened. And I swear, no, nothing. no, nothing happened. I don't think nothing happened. Right. Exactly. We had Maybe a bottle of sexual wine. Nature, but things we had a bottle fun. of wine. We talked a lot, whatever. Um, but it was really quick uh, after we met that we, I was producing at ad agencies and he had just, um, he was bartending while he was writing as well. And he had written all these short films and I'm like, well, I'm a producer. I'm going to wow this guy that I just started dating with my producing skills and I'm going to make some of his short films. Mm -hmm. So let's see, we met in December. It's almost, I believe it's 18 years that we met in a few days, three days. It'll be our date, date anniversary, 18 years. Um, and two months after we met, we made three short films together. Mm -hmm. Very So very soon after. Mm -hmm. And so we knew that we could work together but, and then we were going to all these rehearsal dinners, people we knew were getting married and we were going to rehearsal dinners and watching all of these really kind of boring photo montages. And we're like, we could do something so much cooler with our film interests and backgrounds and advertising. And um, that's that's sort of how Big Teeth was formed. I mean, in fairness to Elise, she was very accomplished at that point. And I was sort of doing a lot of self-taught learning things and in the pre-YouTube era where, you know, I wanted to learn how to edit. so. I bought a book with a DVD attached to it. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, just the interest that I had has sort of turned them into, I had worked in advertising, but in, in more like the business side of it, which for anybody that knows me is weird, but um, was what it was. But so, you know, I was I was doing more learning how to do things and, and just trying to kind of get into film at all. And so with her actual experience and sort of my interests and ability to kind of, you know, learn on a pre-YouTube internet, um, we kind of just figured it out and, you know, it was sort of low-ish stakes enough that we could learn on the fly and make mistakes and do things and try things out. And we kind of, you know, if you go to events today where everybody demands a video, um, you know, that has to be sort of creative and interesting, I think that we, uh, we certainly wouldn't have been the only ones, but I think we kind of pioneered that in some ways. Okay. So at what point did you decide that... Because did you guys have any fear going into, okay, now you guys are this couple and you're in a committed relationship and then you're getting married and you're working together. Was there any fear that one of you should do something totally different and get out of this business? Or you were like, no, this is just going to work. We yeah, know that. Every day. Every day. <laughs> still. Um, I still worked for other people for many years of the business. Like I would do freelance work because we had that flexibility until we had a lot of employees and business was, we realized that we couldn't do the personal kind of videos because that wasn't lucrative enough and people didn't treat us very great all the time. So we went into the more corporate work. So when we were busy, I would be full time with big teeth, but then in slower times I could go back and, and freelance. Um, and then actually in 2019, I decided that, I needed to go and work for someone else and just see what that would be like. Cause I felt like I was stifling the creativity of the business. Cause I focus on the business side and keeping things running. And so I thought it would be better for me to step away and see what happened. And I did that for about nine months and business was not so great. 
nine months later. And so I came back to to work on a couple of projects and she came back to keep yelling at all of us. I <laughs> and, I, and then um, we did get a really big project at the end of the year. So I had to stay on for that. Um, but then I was going to go back and start freelancing or looking for other work and then COVID. <laughs> and so when we were all on lockdown, my primary goal was to keep our business alive. And it kind of made me fall in love with the business again. Um, we, so we just hit 17 years in business. That's amazing. In September. So we had been very, like we'd been around for a while before COVID, but you know, obviously that was something that no one could ever have expected. And I do think it made it, it made us realize how much, how important it was to both of us to keep that business going. So it, it, it definitely there's times still that we're like, why do we, why, why doesn't one of us have a more stable career and do this? But you know. Well, you need to do what you love. And obviously you guys are successful at doing it and it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger from here because you guys are brilliant at what you do. Um, but I also know that you have done some really big projects and I, I mean, you will, why don't you just plug away right now and then we'll plug away again. How can people find your work, find examples of your work? What's your website, et cetera? Because I want everybody to see how brilliant you guys are. So I don't want to answer everything. I feel bad. Am I stepping on his toes? Is this going to be- Well, we're going to talk about the relationship right after this. Later. Um, our, our company website is bigteeth.tv. And one thing we didn't add is that the name Big Teeth, we didn't want to name a business after our company, like our, our names. Um, because if one of us left and then is that weird? Uh, so we named it after our Big Teeth. He has them too. But That's after so we started the business, he actually said- your teeth are bigger than mine, so you'll be the spokes teeth, which is <laughs> spokes teeth. My teeth are very big. Um, much easier on Zoom and stuff in meetings to explain that to people because yeah. we definitely have a lot of calls with new clients and they're like, where's the name from? And we're like, I have big teeth. And um, It's a good thing, though. People think it's like an insult. It's not. They're, they're great. No, I, I embrace my teeth. Yeah. It's um, great to have big teeth. Yeah. So bigteeth.tv is our, our website and um, we do both live action and animated content. So all of that's on there. And then the film that we're working on right now is called Unscarred. And it is about people who have been physically scarred by trauma or illness and who have gotten artistic tattoos to cover up their scars in order to reclaim their bodies. So that is unscarredfilm.com. And it is connected to an organization in Boston called the Center for Independent Documentary. So all of the funding for that film, it's not a client-based job, is all coming through grants and donations. So that's where we really need the help and the support right now is to fund the post-production of that film because it takes a lot to make a film. And it's our first feature, which spun off of a project we did several years ago. And I'm directing that film and we're featuring four different people with all these sub um, secondary characters who have been uh, going through the process of getting their tattoos and stuff. So, it's been a so if there's anybody out there who connects to this concept, which is such a beautiful, I mean, it's a, it's a, you're doing such philanthropic heart work with this project. So anybody who feels drawn to want to be a part of this project, please reach out to them. And we, we have an Instagram that we're pretty active on too for the film. Well, both both Big Teeth, which is at Big Teeth Loves Me. And um, the film is Unscarred Film. And that's our Instagram. We're, we're actually selling some pieces of art right now to help raise money for the 
film. And if you go to unscarredfilm.com slash donate, you can donate and your donation is tax deductible. You can find the other one is the film fest. I hate to, the, oh, the documentary is really fest. the one that you should, if, you, if you're going to look at anything, look at the documentary because that's what, what, what needs love right now. But um, the film fest is bigteethsmallshorts.com. And again, like I said, it's it's all um, short films, five minutes or less. So if you are a filmmaker uh, of any level of experience from anywhere in the world, you can um, submit from that website. And right now we only uh, screen in Chicago twice a year. Um, there's talks of maybe finding other places to do it. Maybe we put on a really cool show that's about two hours long that people get a big kick out of. And how long should the should the short film be? Five minutes or less. A hard short. Five minutes or less. Yep. There's two okay. categories. There's micro shorts, which is a minute and a half or less. Right? Yes, 90 seconds or less or, or five, five minutes, minutes, two minutes. Okay. So if you have a really great story from Instagram, because <laughs> those are can be up to a minute, right. pass it on to Greg and Elise. Right. You never know. You never know. I mean, yeah. good. We, you know. No, I mean, I think you need to, I think you need real artistic talents. No, it's, um, it's interesting because it's, it, it is a mix where we, we obviously we don't take anything that we think is not good, but we, part of what we, you know, the, the reason we do it is because we really love to support artists and people in their sort of different uh, points in their career where you have some of the films we show that are like really immaculate. And then there's other ones where it's younger filmmakers that you can tell are starting to like really discover themselves, maybe haven't yet. And you can kind of see the artistry there. And we'd love to kind of showcase those kind of things and give people a chance. We have a great filmmaker in Chicago that uh, he's he's got this um, animated short that he made that he's trying to put all over the world. And he's getting like great, great, great feedback. And we were the first festival he ever showed. And what's his name? Uh, Carlos Douglas and his film is called Kenya's Symphony and he's awesome and the film is awesome. I don't know if it's out in the world yet, but you guys are like Ben and Matt pretty much with green light project. <laughs> I'm just going to call you Ben and Matt from now on. Yeah. Shout out to Ben because <laughs> that's amazing what they did. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. Yes, I'm You taller. can be Ben. I'll be ben. <laughs> I'm taller, so I'll be Ben. Well, you guys are both so gorgeous like Ben and Matt. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was going to say also, I was going to add one thing. I specifically wore, this is the jacket that I wore on our first date. I kept every time I'm going through my clothes to get rid of clothes. I'm like, maybe I should get rid of this. It's been a really long time. And Greg's like, oh, you can't get rid of first date jacket. I was going to say that. I haven't worn it in a while. That's, so. that's to tell you about sort of our relationship and kind of people we are is that, you know, I am like sentimental and I want to keep everything and she's, Practical. I throw things out. <laughs> she doesn't care. She Wait, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to the first date. So for everyone, you guys got fixed up with people that you really both really trust. It wasn't just someone who kind of knows you from graduate school. Well, she, he knew her very well. And also there were two people that fixed you up, that no. claimed that they fixed you up. No. There was a Joelle and a, and a Betsy, correct? No, I never knew Joelle, so it was just Betsy. Yeah. By the way, for anyone watching this, Greg and I grew up together since nursery school, so that's. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want to start like referring to things in case that was something that we that that didn't need to be known. But yes, it's somebody that that Jamie and I both know forever. Um, that that was a, a coworker of Elise's at the time, and just a friend of mine. Just Betsy. One person fixed you guys yes. up. They tried to fix me up with someone else. They never called. I was second. Probably choice. better off that way. <laughs> okay. So it was a coworker of Elise's and a friend from growing up for Greg. Now, but Elise, you trusted Betsy. I did. So, yeah. But you still I went to a guy's house 
for the apartment for the first date. Here's the question, Greg. Yeah. Why couldn't you have taken her for dinner? I could have. Well, the story, the story actually, um, you know, for, for the LA audience, they wouldn't understand this, but in Chicago, it gets cold in the winters. It gets very, very cold in the winters. The night that we were meeting out was like, um, really like below zero cold, like crazy cold. And um, I, I was finishing up my bartending job that uh, I was working at the time. And I actually had my sister's car. I never had a car in the city. I only dated girls with cars and that worked out <laughs> for me. Uh, but my sister was actually out of town and I she had was her. on our honeymoon. It, it's relevant because this kind of connects to okay. our relationship. Uh, <laughs> um, Barry or Samantha? Right around us. Can this end up Barry. being like 10 seconds? Yeah. Barry um, was on her honeymoon. Okay. So my sister was on her honeymoon, so I had her car, and I was sort of watching, you know, just checking out her house and stuff. Um, and so I had a car, so I went to meet her and pick her up, and we were going to go somewhere. Um, I guess the, the part that you're going to make me tell is that this was the first of our many, many, many misunderstandings where she had told me that she was somewhere near at W Hotel, and I thought that she was at an event at W Hotel, so I went to meet her there, and she wasn't there. And I think, thankfully, as far as we were pre-YouTube, but at least we were we had cell, cell phones. phones. We had cell so, phones. so we were able to get in touch with each other, and we and we found each other eventually. And I think it was one of those things where, because I had just come from work, I wanted just to change into like regular clothes, and so I was like, "Do you mind if we just go back, and I can quickly change, and we can go somewhere else?" And you know, I was like that you know dude in his twenties, where like you always have to have the bottle of wine at home just in case. So, um, so we went upstairs and I went to change and we were just like, it's freezing. We want to just stay here. And that's what it was. It wasn't that I wouldn't take her anywhere. No, that I understand. I don't judge anyway, <laughs> but for such a nice chivalrous man that I know you are, Greg, I'm just surprised that the first, now did you, then you took her out on a proper date for the second date. Second date, we went to thing. dinner and a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Okay, cool. But that's when we realized we were never going to ever order things and share them. Because at that point, for the first how many years of our relationship, I did not eat any animals that walked or flew. And he didn't eat any animals that swam. Okay. So, so there were no animals that we ate the same. You could share pasta. You could share pasta and yes. eggs. So we had a lot of brunch dates. Of brunch. But we still didn't really share. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So at what point did you guys know that, that this was it, that you guys were each other's person? We still don't. We'll see. You haven't confirmed it yet? So far, so good. Well, come back on the show when you confirm. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, I don't know. Um, Elise told me she loved me on the first date. He loves to tell this. I absolutely did not. I had never been in like a very good long-term relationship <laughs> before I met him. I knew there was something that I liked. I'm like bouncing her. I knew there was something that that was different about him that I liked about him because we two weeks after we met, I went on a trip to Israel and I missed him. So that that was like, oh, that's interesting because and then I think that I was reading that book or some people on my trip were reading that book. He's just not that into you. And I'm reading. And I'm like, I think he might actually be into you. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that I knew there was something there, but I think it wasn't until like a few months later that like we actually said. I, you said them. I said them. I said, I love you first, but what for you, he said, take him a while to do it. And then I believe he said it that same night. So, and so Greg, yes. Was that your moment or did you have the moment before you just can say the words? No, I don't know. I think, you know, I think it's, it's obviously I was joking about what I just said, but, but, you know, I think you, you, 
Um, we definitely grew into it, I think. You know, I think we always liked each other and we always had a lot of interests. And I think, I don't remember a certain specific moment. I definitely feel like we kind of laugh about that. I think that, you know, over like, like now later into it, we're more probably, you know, like, you know, lovey-dovey with each other than we were in those days. And I think, you know, sort of like when we talked about the pandemic, like we laughed about all these suckers that were stuck at home having to work with each other. We're like, that's a day of the week. Like, okay, so what is the key for you guys? Even though not everybody, not everybody even works together, but people spend a lot of time together. What would you say? That's okay. Our daughter just arrived at our office and the dog is going crazy. So he's just going to let her. Go. This is a day in the life of us. Okay. But yeah, this is perfect. These things. Oh, wait, what, were, what was your question? Sorry. My question is, what would you say? Maybe a few tips for couples that struggle in their relationships. What do you think is the key for a long lasting relationship? And you guys coming from you guys, it's this is gold because you literally not just COVID, but you spend a 24 seven ish together. Yeah. So what do you think is the key to not only, not only, I'm not talking about like sustaining a relationship. I'm talking about, I love hearing that you guys are more lovey-dovey than you even used to be. So what's the key? It's a secret. I, I think to me, some of it is um, kind of just letting go of things that, that you used to be crazy about, you know, like, like as far like get not crazy, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like, things Don't that crazy, you know, I, I catch her all the time now, like, where she would have previously like taken the bait or would have like yell back at me, like she'll just stop. And I know she's doing it and I can tell, but I, you know, it's fine. I think he was going to say when I went on anxiety medication, that's probably <laughs> the best thing for our relationship. I mean, um, I wasn't going to say that because it's not mine to say, but you know, it I, certainly no helped. It certainly yeah, helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is easier to obtain. It's alcohol, but. Um, <laughs> so just get fucked up. <laughs> just like. <laughs> are you doing that with a child? Because. Yeah. I think no. It's not like this. Is, I mean, we're allowed to swear on this show, but I was just thinking, like, if we're gonna share this, um, we don't care. Okay. Um, so basically, just put a bandaid on everything. Don't deal with anything, and just no, no, no. no. I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. No, but I was actually gonna say just talking about things. that is true. That's we, the opposite. We both are very. He wears his heart on his sleeve more, I think, than I do. I'm, I'm less emotional in general. It's very well. Greg is on the cusp of Pisces. Gone. Yeah, he um, is very, uh, yeah, he's, a mo I know when something is wrong and now he gets mad if I ask him, is he okay? But like, I can see it on his face if he's, or the he, way he's acting that something's not right. Um, but I just think we, I think we talk about things. Neither of us are ones to really like hide our feelings. Yeah. So right. I think number one, tip number one is be honest and share your feelings. I think it's even just communicate, just talk it all. I mean, I think there are so many people that do, you bury things. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, the other tip sort of, that's not really like a great tip necessarily was like for us, I think it's just be around each other enough time that you kind of, you know, grow into certain things or certain things that used to bug you kind of don't anymore, or you kind of love that, you know, it's, I don't know. You just, you either, it's either good or it's not. <laughs> okay. But let's discuss something because this, I mean, this is such proof that two people are either supposed to be together or they're not, because here's the thing. A lot of people, when something, I love that you just said when something bothers you and then just doesn't anymore, it's actually the opposite of what happens in most relationships. A lot of people, it becomes more and more and more bothersome 
And then there's a lot of those things and they realize that there's not that deep connection anyway. So people go their own ways. So it's interesting because I mean, I see this all day, every day, but so you don't, what I'm saying is I want you to realize how lucky you guys are that this is your situation. I know every day is not perfect, but be in the gratitude because A, you said that you love each other or more lovey-dovey more now than you were. And you're like, oh, the things that bother me, they just don't bother me anymore. They never I, it, it's not necessarily that they don't. It's that it's, a sense not of humor. Worth, it's not worth the the argument sometimes, you know, like. It's amazing. I think also, I mean, we're, you know, we're parents. We have, we have two human kids and the little canine you saw before. And I think that there's, you know, a good amount of like, we, we play zone, we're a team, you know, we, we kind of, I think are like, and I think that maybe comes from also having done it together for work so often that where we probably were stupid. We joke about this all the time. We were stupid to do it when we did and started so like fresh in our relationship and everything, the business. But, um, you know, over so many years of doing it, that even if we disagreed and we do a lot on you know, things that, that come to work and everything else, like anybody, but why you? I'm just laughing at like, we were watching that documentary that we made for our 10 year oh, anniversary yeah. of the business. And like everybody talks about us fighting and it's like mom and dad fighting. Yeah. And so, I mean, there, there's definitely, we bicker, but it's never any, it's never been anything. I mean, there've been a, probably a few really big fights that we've had right. one, I think right before we got engaged, but I mean, I think, it, but I think, you know, therapy is good too. <laughs> therapy therapy wait i would say therapy before you have a big problem yes nip it in the bottom when you think that you might be heading towards a problem that's when you go you don't wait it's kind of like how i've been talking about our business a lot lately which is we have to be proactive not reactive we shouldn't be just like taking on jobs because someone needs something right away we need to have partners where we can work with them and help them plot out what they need for the rest of their year, we need to do that for our relationship. So if it's like something is not feeling right, I'm not feeling attracted to you. I'm not feeling like happy when you tell me something. This is starting to be a problem. I don't want it to get too big. Like we need to talk about this. And sometimes that can't just happen with the two people that are involved. So I agree. I I think therapy as soon as possible to the beginning of the relationship. I had a client years ago. She had gone on one or two dates with this guy. I'm like, bring him in. Bring him in. Wow. And she did. We we did a session. She had been on two dates with this guy because he seemed like – and they ended up together. So he seemed like there was, there was really something there, but there were big, big things that really needed to be nipped in the bud. And if they hadn't really gone there then, just let's jump into it right then, then who knows what would have happened. So I'm a huge fan of therapy. That's a worse situation than we went on. I'm getting the dog again. <laughs> yeah. No, this was years into things. So years. No, I think that I think that therapy. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of therapy and pet therapy. Okay, I'm a huge fan of therapy, especially because it's that third party that is there to listen objectively. And also, I think a lot of times couples feel more comfortable in that setting, just saying everything, like not holding anything back. Yeah. Sometimes that causes a little bit more drama at home for the next week or two, but it, yes. you know, it is what it is. And I think just taking care of your own mental health too is, is really important. Like I, 
I don't know. I mean, I just like, we have our outlets. Like I have to work out. I have to do yoga. He has to play the guitar. Like when we're starting to feel like that stress or anxiety, that's something that we each know is going to help us. And I think we've both let go of that. I used to be more like, why are you doing that now? You don't need to go to bed. And now it's just like, do it. If that's what you need to do for three hours. I was going to say that's another thing that's sort of you know, I think about is that, that I think that, you know, and believe me, like we'll sit here, you can do another episode on all the things we do wrong, but you're, you're trying to make us sound good right now. So we'll, we'll stay on that road. I uh, said nobody's perfect. Go on. I think that that's something um, that, that we have succeeded with also is that as much as we do spend a lot of time together, we're both really like cool with each other, having our own sort of lives and our own outlets. And we both go out like with other friends and do things, you know, I know some people are like, it's either like, you know, like on pins and needles to do that or to ask or whatever. We're usually it's sort of like if somebody has something to, to do, like, cool, do it. Especially also, I mean, it's, it's at, you know, with us and our kids as they've gotten older and they're not as much of like, a, oh, my God, we have to watch them all the time. Um, we don't ever really care, do we? I don't think so. And now it's like, oh, no, we both have something on the same night. What are we going to do? We'll figure it out. Just no. call Auntie Jamie. I'm yeah. kidding. Um, okay, you guys. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, there was tip number three. Great job. So tip number three, have an independent life outside of your relationship, not philandering. That sounded a little funny. But also, but I think, I don't even think it's an independent life. I think it's it's allow the other person to have an independent life and, and support it. Yes. And at the end of the day, I think that a long-term forever relationship, you want each other to be happy. So supporting when you guys need to have your time alone, whether that's in the house doing yoga or guitar, and then supporting each other when you need to have your time with your friends. Because the truth is, human beings are not supposed to be together 24-7. And <laughs> we've learned that in COVID, even though you guys already knew that because yeah. you already did it before COVID. Mm-hmm. But we're not supposed to be together 24-7. Well, can I say my joke? I always, when people ask how long we've been married, I always say that like because we work together, we spend so much time together, that our marriage is actually like in dog years. So if we've been married for, I can't do math, but like when we were married 10 years, it's like, I'm already 70 years into this thing. So, you know. I love that you asked me if I should say my joke and you asked me, but then you didn't. I, I just sat here like uh, this and then you okay. did it. Because yeah. she doesn't care. Should we therapy this? Okay. I was going to say, no, I, I, got, I, have a, I have a tip four for you that I thought of that I think is Ooh, tip four. Bring it on. This is a bonus for the, for the listeners. Um, bonus round. <laughs> no, I, I think something that I think is really funny in relationships that I see um, is when people refuse to acknowledge that other people outside of the relationships are physically attractive. Mm. I think like, like if I'm with like a, like another male friend, it's like, Oh, like, you know, so-and-so, oh, she's good looking. Like, well, uh, 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 I'm like, that's so stupid. Like we, like, you know, she, first of all, we'll see what I, if I'm looking at somebody like, you know, or vice versa. And I just think it's like, you, you don't, just because you can acknowledge other people are attractive. Like you had a life before when people were attractive, you have a life since like, and I just think that's such a thing. It's such a weird jealousy thing that people like creep up. Don't you think that? I I, I guess. Oh, I, you guys I, never I, talked about this. I agree with. Well, this. I just I, I oh, you agree. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm more I'm more saying it because I I can think of situations that I've been in with like friends, or whatever, who are really like you know like won't mention that stuff. And I you know I guess that's maybe not a I guess it's maybe even just in a, a group of guys they won't mention that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really. I, you I mean, know, no, I I hear what he's saying. Around their guys. girlfriend or their spouse, whatever. Their wives or their spouse or their um, girlfriends have like have been so insecure and made them so crazy. This happens all the time. I see this all the time. And that, I don't think it's vice versa. I don't think it's you know just. Oh yeah, both. 
Yeah. Totally. No, I just I just laugh because I like, and I think it's just sort of maybe it's it's just sort of a, a on top of that just being honest or being yourself kind of thing where it's like you know, who cares? Like you're allowed to think people are good looking, right? Yeah, as long as you don't act in anything. And at the end of the day, you're going home to each other and that's all that matters. And it's about, it's about choosing. I love I love the fact that two people are choosing each other and they and you have to keep choosing each other and it's work forever until someone dies. <laughs> so if you're choosing that person every day and as long as you're choosing each other, then... There's nothing that needs to, it doesn't need to end. You're happy. You're choosing each other. What else do you need? I don't, but I think sometimes we choose ourselves, right? Like sometimes it's like, I need to get out of here for two days. I'm going somewhere, you know, like. I mean, choosing each other over any other spouse. Yeah. All right, fine. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) This is the great thing about you guys. You're so real. Like you're not like. Oh my god, everything's perfect. I was at a um, some kind of trade show type of thing, and I was advertising my business. And all these all these people are walking by, and I'm handing out my cards. And there's this one lady that walked by, and I said, "Hello, would you like my card?" You know, I, I work with singles, couples, breakups, and divorces. And now she goes, "Oh, like literally, it was like from the 1950s or something." This was like four years ago. She goes, "Oh, oh, my husband and I are so happily married. We have no problems." Toodaloo. Like she kept on walking, and I was like, "That those are the people that do have the problems." Yeah, because nobody's all the people that post really happy things all the time on like Facebook and Instagram. Oh yeah, that's not. That's tip five. Shut the fuck up on Facebook, (laughs) Instagram. Tip five: Be honest on Instagram. No, it's it's not even that. No, it is. It's that it's some of those people that specifically are like overly lovey-dovey with each other and always post about it. And then like all of a sudden you go, you know what? I haven't seen anything from that person. Then the next thing you know, it's. Just them posting pictures of their kids. Then the next thing you know, they're divorced. And then in the background, we're going, "Oh, do you think that they're old? Did something happen? Oh my god!" And I don't, I don't know. It's just and whatever. It I mean, goes like from like know. one extreme to the other. Well, right. And again, it's not even like like look, things don't work out sometimes. That's fine. But we just laugh about like these people that are like so mushy gushy. It's like, who are you doing it for? Yourself or to convince other right. people? Right. Right. I think it's to prove that to show. Yeah. If you yeah, really have it, you don't need to like prove it all the time. Yeah. I think that's tip five of of, of not even just relationships. Just shut the f up on social media. Nobody cares about any of it. Okay. Well, I got to wrap up, but I commend you guys for all the work that you guys do professionally and the work that you do in your relationship. I, I prophesize this relationship and your work and your love to last forever. Amen. Mm -hmm. I'm also a rabbi. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, so Shalom. Um, I bless this couple. Okay. Um, So once again, we're wrapping up. How can people find you? Boom. Bigteeth.tv or at Big Teeth Loves Me on Instagram and unscarredfilm.com slash donate. That is what we really need. We need help with this film. I promise you, if you go to unscarredfilm.com and you watch the trailer, you're going to be like, this film needs to be made. Um, and Big Teeth Small Shorts. Mm-hmm. Anything else? That's it? Okay. Dot com. Big That's Teeth Small Shorts. Double date, my husband and I with you guys. And um, you can find me, everybody, at therelationshipexpert.com. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you guys for joining us. Everyone, join us every week, Love Talk Live on Nelly Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific on Mondays. Thank you so much. Bye. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.